1: Hello, everyone, and
0: welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom tutalk Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor and Resiliency Expert, helping people to live positively through the many and varied challenges of life. We have a very special guest today. His name is Mark Hackman. Mark is a decorated veteran of the U.S. Army Medical Corps, and after careers in law and corporate America, he found his passion as an entrepreneur including business and success coaching, professional speaking, inspirational writing, personal development, and his specialty of network marketing. As a business coach, Mark has mentored over 750 business startups and has been instrumental in training over 100,000 small office, home office, business owners in over 50 countries. He designed and presented hundreds of seminars and webinars on all aspects of creating a successful business from the inception of an idea to the launch to the long-term growth and sustainability. Mark's experience in direct sales and network marketing spans several decades and includes success as a distributor, a speaker and trainer, an author, a multiple times company owner, an executive team member, and finally as a consultant to the industry, where his passion lies in designing cutting-edge compensation plans and creating training libraries designed to lead companies and their distributors to new heights of success previously out of reach to them. Welcome to the show today, Mark.
1: Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate you being here today.
0: It's uh, kind of exciting for me to be talking to a multi-level marketing consultant uh, I've been in a number of companies over the year, uh, years and uh, also familiar with uh, Organo Gold, which is the exclusive business partner of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Uh, they sell healthy coffee and tea. And so it's uh, interesting, fascinating, and fun for me to have you uh, on this show to talk about direct sales and network marketing. So let us uh, get started. Let's uh, educate our listeners here. Let's talk about the expanding global awareness of direct sales and network marketing as a legitimate industry and an income opportunity for the masses. Uh, As they say, the times are changing, and I think in these times, uh, uh, network marketing is viewed in a much uh, better light than it was maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago.
1: And that's absolutely true. I agree with that. You know, it's like any other business or industry or way that people can earn an income, there are really excellent opportunities and there are some that are average and then there's some that, you know, sort of give a black eye, and that's across the board, whether it's, you know, a network marketing company, um, a mechanic that's working on your car, a bookstore, a doctor, a lawyer, whatever, they're like good and bad. And unfortunately, over the years, and there's a couple of reasons for this, uh, network marketing, direct sales got a little bit, of a black eye because a lot of people didn't realize success. So it became easy to find reasons to blame the industry when, in fact, the industry is fantastic. It's been around 50 or 60 years. Millions and millions of people around the world have seen success with it, but a number haven't. So it had this reputation of being, you know, a pyramid scheme or kind of get-rich-quick scheme, which aren't accurate, but unfortunately there was that... um, or that, that viewpoint by, held by a lot of people. What's exciting right now, Tom, is in the last 5, 10, 15 years, as you suggested, that's dramatically changing. People that might not have looked at a direct sales and networking opportunity a few years ago are now coming in in droves, including professionals, doctors, lawyers, financial planners, mortgage guys, real estate agents and brokers, because they realize that there is a legitimate long-term business opportunity here, and so they're taking a second look. They're finding companies that are uh, contributor-oriented, they're legitimate, they offer tremendous products or services and the ability to generate whatever level, level of income somebody is looking for. So the result of that is there's this global just awareness, this expansion of um, the belief that this is a legitimate industry or business like any other can be, and so the result of that is lots, lots of people every day, every month, um, every year are now making the decision to come join this industry and be part of it.
0: Right, and uh, I totally agree. Uh, uh, I've read, uh, maybe you can enlighten me if it's changed over the years, but I've read uh, statistics anywhere from only 5 to 7% of people that get involved in network marketing Earn any money or over fifty dollars a month, or any money I believe uh, but I would think that in this in this day and age with the internet and social media, uh perhaps that number has gone up, and even if it hasn't uh, uh, like having a five to seven percent chance of being financially independent for a minimal often just a few hundred dollar investment and to own your own business still pretty good odds and way better than the lottery that some people are playing. That's absolutely
1: true. And I'm gonna make a really bold statement here and I, I'm sure there are industry folks that would disagree with me, but I'm absolutely convinced, and I'm gonna explain why in a moment, that we can flip those stats on their head. Where before it used to be, yeah, five to seven percent of people saw success, which meant in excess of ninety percent fail to earn any on significant income in this industry. I believe we can turn those numbers around, and I'll tell you historically why I think some of those numbers are there and what we can do to change it. Traditionally, and this goes back all the way to the beginning of network marketing, and it's still very prevalent today. When you join, you become a distributor, and then your sponsor or your upline, maybe you train it from the company. The first thing you need tell us to do is what? Go make a list of 100 or 200 of your family, <laughs> friends, coworkers, etc. There's nothing wrong hmm. with that. But the inherent flaw in that, in my opinion, my experience is out of the closest hundred family, friends, and coworkers I might have had, most of them are not designed or have the mindset or the skill sets to become successful business owners, whether it's as a network marketing distributor or a coffee shop owner or somebody that would start any kind of business. It takes a certain Mm -hmm. kind of... Mindset, mentality, commitment, determination. And so rather than going after those 100 people and say I was really successful and I enrolled all 100 of them, right, 5 to 7% of them would become successful, 90-plus percent probably wouldn't in the traditional model. Where that's changing now, and I'm going to talk about you suggest that social media and different technologies available now to really change this, that helps. But as a foundation, before we even get to that, my <clears throat> Experiences and the kind of training that I do when I talk to companies or distributors, I say, why not seek out that five to seven to ten percent of people who are likely to become successful first? We call that a qualified mm-hmm. process, right? So we teach how to qualify, we teach how to, I call it fishing in the right pond. If you're fishing in the wrong pond, it doesn't matter how many fish you catch, they're not the ones you're looking for. But if you can fish in the right pond, find the right prospect that's likely to succeed, then Rather than having 90% of the people you enroll frustrated or disappointed because they never earned any money, you have a a smaller team to begin with that's committed, that's loyal, that's got the skill sets or the determination to learn, acquire the skill sets to become successful, and you teach them that same duplication process to the next wave and the next wave and the next wave. Now you've got a 90% retention rate and 90% success rate instead of the opposite, which is what we had before. So you start with that fundamental change in mindset where we're fishing or prospecting so to speak and then you add the strength, the reach, the technology of these social media platforms that are available, all the you know, great, like webinar platforms, conference call platforms, other technology we have to to be able to instantly reach, prospect, enroll, train, duplicate a business that we didn't have five, ten, fifteen years ago. And now you've got a really, really exciting um, opportunity to create success, which sort of goes back to what we talked about earlier—the expansion, this global awareness, and expansion of uh, this industry as an exciting and legitimate business opportunity for millions and millions of people that might not have been aware of it a few years ago.
0: I uh, I, I I totally agree that social media has really uh, made this a game changer and. I really like what you mentioned there, like 10, 15 years ago, yeah, the philosophy was was invite or contact everybody you know, anybody who looks at you sideways, anybody in your church, anybody in your kid's school, anybody you know, anybody in your Rolodex, and as you said, most of those people are not qualified or interested or not the right people, so now with social media... It's easier to find the right people who might be entrepreneurs, might be uh, better than just every friend and family member you know. Plus, you invite every friend and family member you know. Sometimes your friends and family members start uh, not answering your call. They say, oh, I know what she's calling for, so don't answer the phone. Uh, You really don't want your friends and family wondering if you're constantly nagging them to sign them up for a business or because you are a friend and a family. And so I really like uh, what you're talking about there, a different approach, a more professional approach, a more business approach. Uh, Now let's get to another topic, one that uh, I'm learning more about. Uh, I have a coach, mentor, friend who is an intergenerational communications expert. Uh, He's helping me not to... uh, sound like a grouchy old man and helping me understand some of these younger people, Uh, but let's talk about Gen Y entrepreneurs and consumers. Uh, They really do business differently and communicate differently than a 52-year-old older fart like myself, and how does that impact the multi-level marketing industry to have uh, this new generation of entrepreneurs and consumers?
1: Right. And to me, that's one of the most exciting trends in this business right now. The Gen X, the Gen Y, the millennials, they're being raised to think differently than we were. You and I are about the same age. I'm a few years older than you, I believe. And we were raised, you know, grow up, go to school, get an education, go to work for another company, and stay there, you know, whatever, three or 40 years. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's been a traditional business model that's worked for hundreds of years. But now with this wave toward um, self-employment, home-based business, network marketing, people are, our generation are wide awake to all these different opportunities. So the kids that we're affecting, I've got a 20-year-old son. He's a sophomore in university. He was raised listening to my seminars and my conference calls and hearing me talk to people about different alternatives. He knows that if he doesn't want to, he will never, ever have to go get a job. Right? And in fact, he works with me now while he's here on summer vacation because he gets what it means to be an entrepreneur and have an income based on his production as opposed to what he's worth per hour in somebody else's eyes. So, even down to the way you dress, you know, I went to a training, just a quick example, Tom. I went to a training for a network marketing company a couple of weeks ago, and they said, hey, you've got to show up in a, a white curtain tie. And, you know, yep, that, yep. That's what we did dress for success, right? But I showed up. I had on, you know, a nice jacket, but, uh, you know, a black T-shirt, blue jeans and boots. And they think, man, what are you doing? I said, look around this room. you think these guys want to talk to a stuffy old dude who looks like he wants to sell them? You know, whatever it was, old guys sell, right? If you we want to talk mm-hmm. to young folks and relate to young folks, we've got to have some sort of awareness of who they are, how they think, how they dress, etc." So from the way we think, the way we talk, and especially this just explosion of social media, I know people, Tom, that have never left their home, they've never made a phone call They're making a fortune in network marketing, simply introducing themselves, recruiting, presenting, and enrolling people, and then training them all online. So the kids today, the Gen Xers, the Gen Ys, and the millennials live, breathe, and think this way. So if we don't jump onto that bandwagon and make that part of the way we do business, can we still be successful? Yeah, we'll build our business with 40, 50, 60-year-olds. on, And there's billions of those guys waiting to do business with us. But this whole next generation of people that have this global reach already, they don't want to be employees. They want to have a business. Um, I know for a fact that network marketing companies are invading our campuses. I know a lot of young guys, 20, 22, 24 years old, coming out of school with already executive-level incomes and driving brand-new cars because they spent – their non-study hours at university building a network marketing business. So to the extent we tap into that, I think we just exercise the brilliance of this trend that's available to us right now.
0: Totally, totally agree. And I think the Gen Y people, again, I like statistics, although I don't always remember the exact one, but like I think about 70% of them believe or say that they're going to own their own business. And so they know with the internet and with the websites, uh, they know they can open operate their own business. Not like back years ago with us old folks, where like you had to have a lot of money and a lot of financial backing and a lot of experience. They know this. And then the point that you made about wearing a suit, bang on. Like if you're going to start your own business and design the ideal business for yourself, do you want to wear a suit every day? Like. One of my personal goals is never have to wear a suit when I'm working. Uh, I will don one if I'm being paid highly to speak, but I'm thinking of taking off the tie and just wearing a shirt and dress pants next time. Yeah, like what kind of a job is that if you have to wear a suit to every meeting you go to? It's not something I would enjoy and not something I would design for myself as a business model. And so, yeah, if you can talk to Gen Y people on the level that they're at, the way that they're dressed at and with the terminology and ideas that they have, which are different than ours, you've got a real prospect there and you probably have to do less selling to them than you have to do to someone stuck in the older model of business like uh, uh, I am and people our age are. Right. And so a great audience and a great uh, great people to have or a great people to approach to be in your business or even to be a consumer. I think Gen Y people understand even more uh, buying from friends and family, people they know, like, and trust rather than buying from uh, the store shelves. And I think Gen Y people even have a kind of a little bit of a not a prejudice, but, you know, distrust of big business. Whereas uh, if you're, if they know you, like you, and trust you as a friend or family member, you have a better end to them than uh, some big company trying to sell them.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree entirely. And that opportunity to tap into the, the Gen Y and the millennial market as consumers is dramatically bigger even than as distributors. Just We talked the, the stats earlier. You know, a certain percentage of population designed or cut out to be um, business owners or distributors in a direct sales company. That still leaves the other 90%, many of whom will become consumers um, with us as well. So the ability to distinguish between the two prospects for appropriate people to become distributors and then use those networks to go find uh, customers for the products or services that our network marketing company provides, to me, is just the perfect blueprint for long-term success for these guys. Yeah, they come out with 18, 20, 25, 30 years old. Um, it's very exciting times regarding all that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so uh, let's talk about, uh, uh, it, it seems like you know, small business and network marketing and direct sales, uh, people are talking more about who they are, their story, their purpose, their why for what they're doing as opposed to this is what we do. Uh, It's kind of the emergence of the humanist entrepreneur as the norm. Um, And maybe not everybody even knows the term humanist entrepreneur, but let's talk about that, the inseparability of who we are, why we're doing this, what our purpose is from here's what we do.
1: Right, and I really appreciate that question, Tom. It goes to the core of everything that I do as a human being, as a man, as an entrepreneur, and I'm so thrilled. I'm going to use a strong word here. I'm thrilled that there's, there are trends in the industry and around the world that take that into consideration. Even with traditional business, there are a lot of companies are going toward sustainability and ethical sourcing of resources and being transparent and where did this come from? Did it come from a sweatshop in a third world country where people are being abused or were the workers treated correctly and ethically and, and honestly with integrity as they built this whatever it is, pair of shoes or wheel or whatever it is that we as consumers are spending our money for, right? So this trend in and of itself is becoming much more apparent and is very... Much I think an expression of the, I'm going to use another word that you don't hear in business a lot, but sort of the spiritual development of humanity on this planet at this time in our lives, and that reflects in how we do business. So then you translate that into not just traditional business, but network marketing, where companies are becoming more aware of these things. And, in fact, I think in a lot of ways, network marketing is ahead of the rest of the world in this. Um, they, we have a couple of great organizations, the DSA, the Direct Sales Org- uh, Association, and also MLMIA, Multi-Level Marketing International Association. They print and publish um, things that go along with this, like distributor rights that, that show talk to companies, train companies, teach companies and executives and distributors how to be ethical, how to be honest, how to have integrity in the way that they build their business and promote their products and services. Um, I know of one company now that's leading the charge globally that actually has part of its enrollment package, a distributor bill of rights. They're light years ahead of the rest of the industry where they actually promise in writing certain rights to their distributors, which is turning the industry on its head because a lot of companies are at odds with their distributors, you know, sometimes when it comes to money and things like that. So these trends where people are becoming more aware of our – we're humans first that happen to own small businesses as opposed to we're business people <clears throat> gouging as much profit as we can out of the marketplace <clears throat> and then go home at night and do whatever we do, <clears throat> you know, drink or smoke or kick the dog or have a fight with our spouse because inside, whether we admit it or connect the dots, we don't feel so good about ourselves. So these trends, I think, are massive. They're converging right now, and they're very, very exciting in how they're impacting the way business in general is being handled around the world, and specifically in direct sales and networking. There's a really huge movement here because the business is being driven by the distributors, right? The companies are there, and they make opportunity available, but the business is being expanded and driven by the distributors. And when you take into consideration that the majority of distributors are women, and women are, have a voice now that they haven't had in the past and the ability to speak up and be heard and drive trends that are more humanistic and more heart-based as opposed to profit-based. Then I think that's where, why we see all these com- things coming into play, Tom. And to me, as a guy, as a dad, as a business owner, it, it couldn't be a more exciting time to be a, a business
0: owner right now. Amen, amen. Uh, let's talk about women—one of my favorite topics. I—I uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder, maybe you know, if uh, the percentage of women in uh, enrolling in network marketing has changed over the years uh, and is more now. Um, I believe they're perfect for network marketing industry because women are more relational than men, so they can explain why and the reasons why and the spiritual reasons why and why they want to make this money and what they're going to do with it and who's going to benefit from it. Um, Have the numbers or percentages changed over the years? Is there an increasing number of women joining network marketing? And talk about why uh, they may be even more suited or better suited for it than men, because men just want to sell. You want to buy my product? Yes or no? Okay, no. Okay. Piss off. Go away. Whereas a woman can really uh, word it and sell a lot nicer a lot of times because of the relational aspect of how they are.
1: Yeah, and this is another topic that's so close to home for me, so close to my heart. The vast majority of the work that I do in and out of direct sales has to do with empowering women. And before I respond um, specifically to your question, I want to give you a little background on why it's so important to me. When I grew up, boys were treated a certain way and girls were treated a different way. Boys were encouraged to go to school and become successful and all the things that boys were supposed to do. And girls were not, none of my sisters nor my mother were encouraged to get higher education after high school. It's about getting married, having kids. Um, And I, at a very, very young age, I recognized a disparity. And being a white male, I had a lot of opportunities available to me that I didn't really think about but became very apparent to me. So not only were there, you know, color and cultural differences that afforded certain advantages. Also, just being a guy afforded me advantages that I saw girls and women not having. So that didn't sit well with me. So I started looking into that, and then I came across network marketing. Um, I'm not sure the stats have changed too much. I think it's slightly over 50% of most companies are women, and I think the number's probably a little bit high. I think when I came into this industry a few decades ago, it was slightly under 50%. It was more... Male dominated them, but I think sheer numbers now is more women. But what I love in the last 5, 10, 15 years is the – and there are a lot of fantastic men in this industry, no doubt. But the really just the guts, the power, the essential just brilliance of this business is women at the front of the room telling their stories. Maybe grew up without the advantages that I'm talking about, right, or saw their family – sisters, moms, grandmothers, whoever, come up without the advantages of some kind of equality. Network marketing creates an absolute level playing field. Anybody can come in, learn the products and services, learn how to invite somebody to come look at the business or the products, and if they're willing to roll up their sleeves and do the work, they can become successful. There's no disparity in income like there is in a traditional business, women earning 77 cents on a dollar to a man. That doesn't exist in network marketing, and the point you raise is so important, women I'm making a a gender-based generalization here, but women are better at socializing, at building relationships, at nurturing, at caring. And because the nature of our business requires success in those categories, women, by definition, maybe by biology and their socialization, have all the skill sets necessary to put that into action. So if you teach them the hard skills, inviting, presenting, prospecting those kind of things, they have an advantage, in my opinion, over men, and they're proving that um, literally by the millions around the world. So I love this business in general as an opportunity for men and women, every culture, every color, every background around the world. But specifically what I love is that now women can stand up and be counted. They can raise their voice. They can be heard. They can share a message of hope and empowerment and success, including financial success, that previously wasn't available to women in general and specifically wasn't available to women um, in certain other demographic categories as well. So very, very exciting to be in this business at this time in our history, Tom.
0: Nice. Uh, I I definitely agree, and I think women are are going to be the backbone of the industry, uh, which is fantastic. It gives them an opportunity, even if they do choose the motherhood route, which is... uh, beloved and cherished and should always be it gives them the opportunity to build a business on their own time while they can still stay home and look after their children which for a lot of women is the best of both worlds and so an uh, amazing opportunity for them now i've been in the uh familiar with in various network marketing companies over the years and know a, little, a fair bit about the industry uh there's a lot of false uh, gurus and experts and self-appointed experts and uh, all kinds of... It seems like there's more companies selling stuff to network marketers, help you generate leads, help you build a downline, help you build content. Uh, how does someone in the industry figure out who is an uh, actual results person, achieve the results numerous times duplicatable that they can follow as opposed to someone who's self-appointed themselves, recruited 20 people, really doesn't have the history, the tradition, the multiple successes. Um, How do we find the right people to follow to get the information, content, direction, and training they need to build their business?
1: Well, that's a really great question that I appreciate so much because it's a big, to me, Tom, it's a really, really big deal today in networking and direct sales and also outside of that. Um, I know in the, the arenas within which you operate, um, empowerment and resilience, teaching and, you know, Napoleon Hill, there is so much extraordinary content personal development content, motivational, inspirational, empowerment content that you're aware of and that you teach and the people that you, the circles you run and teach as well. Some of them are absolutely brilliant at what they do and they make a great living helping people by um, putting that content out there. And the same way in network marketing, there are people who have absolutely extraordinary experience and success and as sort of servant-oriented business owners, they're now making that information, that training, that content available to the masses for whatever company they might want to go work with. Um, Same time, we both know that there are a lot of people out there who have average content or lousy content, even false content, but they're great at marketing, right? So a guy who's a really master marketer can fill rooms or sell personal development programs online or network marketing training online, make tons and tons and tons of money that has little if any value in, to the content and most likely they're padding their pockets um, at the expense of people who are now more frustrated because they spent money with these what I call yeah what you use the same term false gurus or self-anointed sages that can't walk their talk so your question how do we make the determination um, on one hand because of the proliferation of the internet and social media it's really easy to be bombarded with all this nonsense all this not good stuff out there same time The Internet and social media allow us access to the truth and to good content and to good people and to value creating opportunities. So it's up to us to become expert at due diligence. We can ask questions. We must raise our hand and be heard and ask questions. Um, It's about getting the right answers to the questions you're asking. Um, You can do due diligence today about whether a company is legitimate and whether the trainers and speakers are legitimate or do they have a bad reputation. Um, the way – I never do business with anybody that I can't get on the phone personally. If it's just something hiding behind a website, typically don't only have a phone number, sometimes not even an address, but they want you to send in your money. Um, I can do due diligence as deeply as anybody because of my background, but if I get to a certain point where I don't get my questions answered to my satisfaction without qualification, that goes in the trash bin and I go on and talk to the next person. Um, So it's not easy. Sometimes we don't know the questions to ask. Then find the people who are trying to do what you're doing and get with them and ask the same questions they're asking. Um, Research a guy's reputation um, and find out what he's doing or what she's doing. And uh, if they're willing to build a relationship with you, and it goes back to the point you were talking about a minute ago, the, the inseparability of who we are from what we do, if the answers you're getting from people when you're checking out their background or can you really deliver to me what you're promising to deliver to me if that resonates with you as a business person great my suggestion is go a level deeper if that resonates with you as a human being as a woman or a man and it feels right to you then take a chance take a shot but if at any point it feels jittery or it doesn't feel quite right or it sounds too good to be true then don't make that decision yet keep looking until you become completely confident that you've gotten the answers to all the questions that you can figure out to ask, and then still cautiously but boldly take a step, jump in, learn everything you can, and create your own success. Because here's the bottom line, I think, in my experience, Tom. You can be with the best, most legitimate, ethical, value-creating trainer of whatever it is, whatever kind of business or networking you're trying to do and still fail because you didn't take the appropriate action. Conversely, you can be with a guy who has never had success himself, but is selling a course or some training or maybe he's your upline in a network marketing company, doesn't really know what he's doing and can't give you what you need, you can still become the most successful person in that company by acquiring the necessary skill sets to become successful in your business, notwithstanding that that person who promised to help you isn't able to do that. So ideally, you want to find the best people, but ultimately I think it comes down to personal responsibility. You can only do your due diligence so deeply, and then after that make a decision, take a leap, learn everything you possibly can, work your backside off, and don't quit until you win. I
0: I believe it. I love it. And I think the real leaders, uh, the real experts, the real genuine people in the industry are willing to help uh, new people even if they're not in their downline. They believe in the industry. They're successful at what they're doing. And I think genuinely successful people want to share their wisdom and their knowledge uh, even if they're not benefiting uh, from it directly in their downline. And I think that could even be one Thing you could look at as a, you know, is this person a, a true guru or a true industry leader? Uh, are they willing to help me even though they're earning nothing from me and I'm not in their downline?
1: That's to me a really astute point and something we see more of the emergence, right? A few years ago, 10, 15, 20 years ago, people wouldn't, maybe there were some exceptions, but in general, people wouldn't dream of going cross line to try to help somebody else, or people in the downline wouldn't even think it was an opportunity to go cross-line up and and find some assistance, where now you're absolutely right. The most ethical, most value-creating, most successful leaders are that way as human beings. That's their personality traits that they put into action. So they'll have a room or a conference call or a webinar or whatever, and the entire world's invited. You might not be in my downline. You might not even be in my company. You might be in competing but i don't care if i'm selling nutritional supplements and so are you with another company i'm thrilled that you would come and humbly open-mindedly try to learn something or by conversely i will come to that guy's call humbly open-mindedly hey this guy's a competitor of mine but he's willing to open up his heart and his life and his library of knowledge and experience to me okay i trust that guy let me go listen for a while
0: nice i like that uh, and uh, one thing I was thinking that there's probably two amazing markets uh, or people that are really suited for this industry. One, I'm thinking of veterans, uh, both Canada and U.S. We're proud of our veterans. Thank God for them. We live in amazing countries because of them, uh, so amen to veterans. I was thinking of firefighters as well. I don't know if it's the same in the U.S., but in Canada they often work like three or four 12-hour days or four or five, and then they get four or five days off. So they have the time during those four or five days off to pursue something a little different. So are those two good markets or are two great treasures for network marketers, veterans, and new professionals like uh, firefighters who have uh, a lot of time on and then a lot of time off as well?
1: In my opinion, Tom, those are two of the most brilliant markets that we could tap into. Let me talk about veterans first. You know, as a veteran myself, I know what it means to serve, and I know what it means to get the training and the discipline and the focus that I learned there, and I use that in everything that I do every single day, right? So I know every year there are millions of people around the world, not just U.S. and Canada veterans, but all around the world, people being released from duty that have skills and discipline and focus and a different kind of experience um, after only somewhere two, three, four, five, six years that peers their same age don't have. So, as an employer, if I'm hiring for a traditional business, I would absolutely hire veterans. If the same same experience, same skill set as somebody who's not a veteran, I would take the veteran every time because I know he or she has been through some stuff that allows them to uh, um, develop themselves, take responsibility, figure out a way to adapt, adjust and create victory at whatever they're doing. Um, So, and also, there's a a subset of that, Tom. People that are coming back out of service that have issues. Maybe they're troubled. They got some, you know, post-traumatic stress. Or maybe physical injuries. I can't go work because... I'm missing a leg. I mean, it's not that I can't work, but I'm limited. If we can offer this opportunity where a man or a woman can work from home, they can take all this discipline, all this skill, all this focus and mindset that they've acquired as a veteran and teach them to acquire a few skills that to become successful in network marketing, and they get to do that from home. So it doesn't matter what their mental state is or their physical state is. We can create this just, pun intended, this army of amazing New distributors globally that are perfect candidates to come out and be successful. Firefighters, another extraordinary example. Disciplined, trained, um, focused, know how, fearless. In their case, sometimes literally fearless about their own lives. Even Um, they're going to be a lot more willing to get to the edge and jump when it comes to learning and acquiring new skill sets to become successful in business. I know a guy who is uh, actually he's a captain. Firefighter, young guy, was the youngest captain um, in a particular area, like, ever. Um, father of four boys, busy, put himself through school while he was in firefighting, decided, you know, I've got, like you said, three or four days on, three or four days off, decided to become an entrepreneur, and that same drive that got him to become the youngest captain um, in the history of his region now has um, given him the foundation upon which he's become an extraordinarily successful Home based entrepreneur as well. So I think you're spot on with both of those groups, Tom.
0: Yeah, and uh, amazing people. Like, uh, as you said, uh, side by side, I'd always hire a veteran because, you know, they're self disciplined. They know how to do what they're told. They're determined. They have so many proven and tested and trained skills that the average person doesn't have. That, yeah, and the heads up trade, you know, who am I going to hire? Who am I going to recruit? You want a veteran. They are amazing people. And so great market and a great concept there. Uh, I've gotten so far into the interview and uh, never mentioned a way for people to get hold of you. i got to get better at that. Uh, you have a website, a email, phone. What's the best way? People are like, okay, I'm in the industry I'm making this a business. Uh, I have a big why. This is going to be the way I finance my retirement, my kids' education. How do they get a hold of you to get some ideas, um training, some help? Uh, what's the best way to get hold of you? Well, thanks, Tom. I appreciate
1: that. The website we have recently pulled down because we are revamping and adding just an enormous amount of content to it. So I'll give an email address and my phone number. Best email address to reach me directly. This comes right to my desk. This doesn't go to an assistant or anybody else. This is email that I see personally. It's Team Hackman. That's T-E-A-M. My last name, Hackman, H A C K M A N. Team Hackman at gmail.com. And the best phone number to reach me is area code 3102. Five one nine three one four three ten two five one nine three one four, and once again, that is my personal line. It comes directly to me. Nobody answers that phone but me, so I appreciate that. Thank you,
0: thanks so much, uh, Mark. I appreciate that people, if you're in the network marketing industry and you're determined, this is your definite purpose, as Napoleon Hill would say, get the proper training, get the proper expertise. Uh, find the proper industry expert, and as Mark said, uh, you can research. You can certainly find out if you know what their previous history is and, and that sort of thing. So, so important if you're going to get help for the industry you've chosen, the purpose you've chosen, and and how you're going to make this a, your full time business. Uh, get the right guidance, the right expertise, and the right help. Mark can certainly help. Uh, I know you're also a member of the Multi-Level Marketing Industry Association. Is that right?
1: Yes, the MLMIA, Multi-Level Marketing International Association. They've been around, oh, golly, close to 30 years. Um, I sit on their board of directors, some. I've been there for a little more than three years. But so we have this global reach of distributors, companies, and also the vendors and suppliers that support distributors and So we have this sort of unique ability to bring all three of those groups together, and our intention is always to create value, promote the legitimacy of the industry, and show people how to become successful.
0: Amen. That's what it's about, and uh, definitely an industry where it can be done, and probably with greater odds and uh, easier than ever before in history. Thanks so much for joining me today, Mark. Uh, very insightful, very interesting for me, and I'm sure very interesting for our listeners as well. As we both know, uh, multi-level marketing is a global industry in hundreds of countries across the world, so this is valuable information for many, many, many people. Thanks so much for being with me today.
1: Well, thank you, Tom. I appreciate the invitation and uh, enjoyed the conversation. Thank you.
0: Have a... Having an amazing
1: thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio if you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show email Tom at tom for details